What's going on? What's going on? Entertain the geeky. Strike! Hello! I'm on strike. We're on strike. We're all on strike. What's that from? I have no idea. We're on strike. Strike the that? musical? No, you don't remember that? No, I don't remember it's from that. Rocco's Modern Life. Oh my God, Rocco! I, when the I, garbage I, guy's struck. I need. Uh, so we've been watching a lot of Paramount Plus recently. I need, is that on Paramount Plus? It is. Oh no way! I need to jump. Oh, yeah, I guess because they have the Nickelodeon they? thing. They have don't all they? the Nickelodeon, yeah, they own all the Nickelodeon stuff. Dude, I I will say like it's crazy. I've I've thoroughly enjoyed Paramount Plus. So like when HBO Max came out. I got into it and I was like, this is fucking fantastic. Just because mm-hmm. it was a bunch of new and refreshing stuff. Sure. Um, it's been the same thing with Paramount Plus. Like, I didn't go see the D&D movie in theaters. I watched it on there. And You watching all the Star Treks now? Uh, no, I'm not a, I'm not a Trekkie man. I know. Nerd. I know. I'm the worst. Well, <sighs> Star Trek-, Trek Strange New Worlds just had a crossover with Lower Decks, the cartoon. Yeah. Holy crap, it was amazing. It's one of the best Star Trek episodes I've ever seen. I never got into <laughs> Star Trek. And it's it's been like one of those things where uh, friends over the years are like, dude, you have to just just watch it, just watch it. it yeah. It'll be for you. You just gotta watch it's it. It's not for everybody. It's not. It's you know, star, I like both. I've always been a Star Trek and a Star Wars people, but mm-hmm. I know people are mostly in one or either camp. Yeah, most it, people aren't in both camps. Right, and it wasn't like I was trying to pick a side or not pick a side. Yeah, but you're it's, a Star Wars guy. It, more so than Star Trek. Yes. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. yeah for sure. I do love me some Star Wars. I love me some Star Wars, too. Yeah. I'm excited about Ahsoka. It comes out this month. It's so fucking close, isn't it? It's already it? August? Yeah. Holy crap, yeah. it's August. Wow. Oh, oh. Yeah. If you didn't get your free copy of Truck Stop, you missed, you missed out. Now you got to pay a whole dollar. <laughs> you missed dollar. out on free. You missed out on not paying a dollar. <laughs> okay, so there's a writer's strike going on right now. And an actor strike. And an actor strike. And it's yeah. stopping filming of movies and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, everything. Everything grinds to a halt without mm-hmm. the writers. I mean, in their in their contracts, you know, they they can't have scabs come in and write stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, it, and the actor strike, I think, is meant to support the writers. I don't know that the actors were going to strike. No, I think it's in support. I think of, it's in support no. of writers. I think I no no no. I think I think it's actually in support of the actors too because basically, um, one of the things that they were talking about was uh, using AI to basically generate a populace or a crowd or if something it, well, sure, use it yeah. to replicate you. Well, because yeah, they you, own you, the rights SAG, to you. You're talking about SAG after, right? I mean, the, the Screen Actors Guild doesn't allow that like you're talking about something that would be done with like extras right you come on set you're an extra and we scan your face and then we don't ever need to hire you again yes right yeah yeah that would be something that would be an extra type of thing right you're not you're not putting digital tom cruise in a movie you're putting tom cruise in a movie I mean, I mean, I'm not saying if I could, if I could take us there, one Tom day, Cruise, 20 years, which I already they know can already I can do, do. That. exactly. <laughs> and then it's like, well, we already own the rights to Mission Impossible, so we're just gonna fucking make Mission Impossible without you, Tommy. Yeah, I don't think. That, I mean, I, I guess this is all new territory for them to kind of trudge through, right? Uh, and maybe that's part of the strike, right? Is to sure. to to set in stone how these things are going to be handled, because yes, you can ask an AI to write a script. But you would still need a writer to refine it. You know what I mean? You you can't. The AI would not write. The AI the AI could write you a treatment, but you would still need writers to come in and refine it. Sure. Because the AI is not perfect. 
it's going to make mistakes. There are going to be problems. Like it, it still requires people to actually look over to the proofread work. it. Yes, yes exactly. Yes. Um, well, it's funny. So I was watching a video on YouTube the other day and it was supposed to be reading like motivational quotes or something. Yeah. And, uh, it, so it goes through the Dakota. I'm, don't know if you know what that is, but it's a uh, Miyamoto Musashi, greatest swordsman ever. It's yeah. his 21 rules for life. Uh, okay. He also wrote Book of the Five Rings. So it's these 21 rules, and then there was like a caption after it that they added to this video. Right. And it was, I'm reading the caption, and I was like, oh, what the fuck, dude? I'm like, this is chat GPT. Like, this is not. <laughs> and and I, I realized that uh, there is a understanding of just human existence that that doesn't fully comprehend yet. Right. And it was very interesting because I'm just like, oh, well, I picked it out. And I don't really play with chat GPT much. Yeah, no, I've never used it. Um, I've I, used those little those little uh, image generators because sure. they're hilarious. They are funny as shit. You can literally tell it to do anything, and yes. it will just generate you some images that are ridiculous. Some of them are really good, too. Some of them are pretty good. Um, so, yeah, like, it, there's a difference, and it, it shows. So, yes, you would have to have somebody come in and proofread it or whatever. Uh, I still think it's... A, it, when we're talking the arts, we should let people do the arts. Well, sure. And I think that's the that's what's ultimately going to get these these high-powered executives back to the table, right? Because you have your Bob Igers and your Amy Pascals and your people that are in charge of these studios uh, that have no work and have no workers, right? right? They have no projects and they have no actors, even if they did have projects, right? So one of the things that we heard Bob Iger say, which is just asinine, is... Well, they're gonna have to come back to the table. We're gonna be doing fine. And and the problem with that is, yeah, maybe you're gonna be doing fine, Bob. But when your shareholders meeting happens in quarter, where are we at? Quarter three here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think they're gonna be happy when you say we have no new projects. Right? These people still want to make money. We're gonna be doing fine. You in here? Yeah, you you might be able to tell Jet, Chat GPT to make make a couple of scripts for you. Dude, what, well, and it's funny. Uh, how all fine they've are you asked be doing? for, all, one of the big demands they've asked for is just to be paid better for what they do, right? Writers, oftentimes, getting work requires them to be on the grind, which is the same with an actor. Right. But the difference is actors, most of the time, don't need to have a secondary form of income. A lot of writers do. Right. Well, why should that be? Producers don't need a secondary form of income. Directors don't need a secondary form of income. Actors don't need a second. Why are the writers left out of that conversation? Right, when they're creating the whole story. Right, yeah. when nothing happens without them. Sure. Right? Sure. And 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 streaming has obviously given rise to to problems with that as well, right? Is residuals and how the rights work and mm-hmm. and how royalties work, especially if, if something gets taken down, right? Because we've seen streaming services purging content recently. Yeah. Um, certain content that was, you know, exclusive to their platform that you just can't access anywhere else because they never released it on dig- digital or yeah, Blu-ray DVD or, or anything, anything yeah, like that. Yeah. Uh, so I think there's a lot of negotiation that needs to happen, but the the, the big thing is just these, just pay these people more money. Well, it's... It- it's bizarre. It's not like you don't have the money. Yeah, I was going to say, it's it's bizarre to me because, like, for the last 20 years, like, literally, it's been over 20 years, but we'll call it 20. For the last 20 years, 
Disney in particular has legitimately had a license to print money just because of the properties that they have. Marvel, Star Wars. Every single movie that you put out grosses a billion fucking dollars. Not everyone. Most of them. But when you consider that you grossed a billion dollars on a budget of 500 million, you did pretty damn good. And you're doing And actors oftentimes are paid ahead of time. Right. Right, so some actors have in their contracts that they get yes, where you box get, office receipt mm-hmm, type mm-hmm. of thing, but most actors are paid up front. Right, so there's that money's just all profit. Right, when it's how how many movies do you put out in a year that have that, right. or that you're making? You know, they might be doing a billion dollars in profit every year. You're doing all Look right. Look at Barbie. Though. Yeah, you're doing uh, just fine. The movie's then. doing great. Um, <laughs> Broke all kinds of records in its opening weekend. So yeah, it's like at, at what point? I don't know. I. I fucking hate the idea of shareholders and stuff. Like, I know it's... I, I mean, know it's, I hate the idea, too, but it's just how the business world it works. It is, it is. But again, those just, are the people that are going to, you know, be sitting in a meeting with Bob Iger at the head of the table going, what the hell, Bob? Negotiate with the writers. It's it's just so much more attractive to have <laughs> indie movies uh, just for that. Like, well, I know sure. it's not I, super viable at this point in time. Right. But but because of how the, the WGA and SAG after work, mm-hmm. you just can't... They can't work. You mm-hmm. can't do anything without... Right, right. It's, it's in their contracts. Mm-hmm, you can't mm-hmm. do anything. Yes, foreign films are still being made and produced, and oftentimes American actors act in foreign films. Sure, but that doesn't have anything to do with Hollywood in America. Right, right? there yeah. are rules, and when these people strike, you can't do anything. You can't. Hell, even TV shows. Right, even the the late night Stephen Colbert's or the right. Seth Meyers or those guys, they haven't been on since the strike began because they can't. Their whole, their, you think Colbert writes all that stuff? No. Colbert's a very funny guy. He's a smart and, guy. And, and, yeah. he's, and he's capable of writing a monologue, I'm sure. But he doesn't do that. That's not how it works. And Seth Meyers is a perfect example of it with Late Night. He oftentimes is laughing at things that are on his teleprompter or on his cue cards because he hasn't read it yet. Right. <laughs> right? Like he right. didn't even know that joke was in there. <laughs> that was a good one, yeah. <laughs> right, so he'll sense. snort or chuckle. So what 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 does that mean for us then? Because like there's there's other things that we're doing right now that we like. You know, we have our comics, we have our games, well, all that. Well, sure. Fun I shit. think I think what that means for the entertainment industry as a whole is once we get to a point where, you know, if this were to drag on, once we get to a point where there is no new content, right? Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that are already made or already in the can and we're done, right? Right. The Marvels will release in November when it's supposed to release. Barbie released a couple weeks ago when it was supposed to release. Right. But those things were done ahead of time. So yes, they have projects that are probably done or in the late stages yeah, where we're just doing where, special yeah, effects. Just doing and, some edits or whatever. editing, yeah. but that shit ain't gonna last forever. Sure. And are you planning on letting this drag on until that time comes? Or would you rather get it done, get a negotiation, and have a deal now? Right, get to the table and see what you can make happen. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And it's it's weird just because, like, uh, yeah, there, there are so many different things moving with that. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's I don't know, it's it's hard to wrap your head all the way around because I don't know all the ins and outs of Hollywood. I don't know how all of it Well, I heard works. a number. That they're, they're asking for, like, $420 million. We spend more than that on most Hollywood blockbusters. So four hundred and twenty million, and that's across. That's paramount. Uh, everybody's paying into that. Is I think that- so. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of that. I just heard that number come up in something I was listening to, and 
That's nothing. It's a fuck ton of money. But it's nothing compared to the kind of money Bob Iger's got in his pockets. Yeah, I don't know what he's worth. I don't know. Uh, billions, I would imagine. He's the CEO of Disney. Sure. <laughs> so sure. billions? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because assets are not always, you know, right, physical. Be, right. He's be, got, being uh, the, you know, he's got the whole Disney properties that are under his purview as well. They're under his purview, and he's he's the chief executive officer, so I'm sure he's worth probably a few hundred million. I don't think he's worth a billion. I think it's probably a billion at this point. I doubt it. Well, Dana White of the UFC isn't even worth that much, and the UFC is a massive property that's Disney sold for- owns 20th Century Fox, mm-hmm, Marvel, mm-hmm. Star right. Wars, and... All of their in-house property. But don't you think it would piss off shareholders if we're if we're giving this individual, you know, five hundred million dollars yes. a year okay. or something crazy? Okay. okay, we have computers in our hands, right? We should be looking this up. Yeah, let's figure Good this call. out because I, I don't. I think I just feel like I think he's probably worth three or four hundred million. I just feel like with all the assets that the Disney Corporation owns, they're Disney's, not Bob's. I understand that, but as the CEO. That value, that wealth, is attributed to your business acumen. To an extent, yes, yes. Well, I'm, okay, sure. But so, you know what? What are we looking at? Bob Iger, like... Net worth. Net worth. Yeah, easy. <laughs> Look, Google Google knew exactly what get, I... Get how does re- Google always know what I need? Get ready to fucking feel bad about what you're worth, folks. <laughs> 700 million. Okay, so not quite a billion, but that's a, more than what I thought. As of 2019. So that's not adjusted sure, for where we are now. Sure. That's pre-COVID. He's worth a lot of fucking dollars. <laughs> well, he's basically a billionaire. Real fucking close. Yeah. yeah I mean, here, that's fuck you money. Well, sure. You don't have anything to worry about at that point. Then good good for him, I guess. Sure. I don't know. So, yeah, I just think that... that he could personally <laughs> pay that <laughs> money. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> I think that these people just need to take stock of where they're at. Sure. And understand that the entertainment industry is not just them. It's not just the actors. It's not just the writers. It needs all of these parts working together Definitely. in order to be what it is. Sure. And not only, again, or, you know, we talked, I talked a little bit about your shareholders are going to be pissed. Right. But fans are going to be pissed. I support the strike because I want entertainment. Right. <laughs> right? Like, I think, uh, I, I mean, we've had this conversation before. I think everybody should be paid a fair wage for their job. Sure. Well, when your job is in an industry that makes billions of dollars a year, you would think you wouldn't have to have a secondary form of income, right? Right. right. One of the one of the voices that I've been following that has been a very loud voice, and it's because honestly, it's because he took a writing career and turned it into a, a whole thing. Was Adam Conover from College Humor? Okay. Okay. Right. He's that got that show. Adam ruins everything. Yep. Where he like talks about commonly held beliefs that are wrong and things like that. Sure. Uh, but he's been one of the loudest voices that I've seen, you know, just updating people about what's going on. And so I've been following, you know, some of the little YouTube shorts and things that I've seen him do. Yeah. Uh, but I like him. I've always liked that guy. I liked him back when he was on the College Humor channel. And I love that he turned that goofy writing thing into a career and sure. got to come out from behind a camera and be in front of a camera. Right. So yeah, he's he's a very public figure. I'm not a big fan of Fran Drescher. Uh, she's the head of SAG-AFTRA. Sure. Uh, I like actors. <laughs> there are very a lot of actors I like. I just find Fran Drescher to be very annoying. I, I think she's. A, I don't think she's a bad everybody. person. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think she's a bad person. I just can't stand to hear that person. voice. Sure. 
And she built a whole fucking a whole she thing did. on it. A whole thing she on it. Totally a whole TV did. show was built mm-hmm. on that. Um, yeah, she's, she totally did. She's way smarter than we are. Yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> I just like I said, I just find her voice grating. It just drags, and she's been talking a lot because obviously she's the head of the Screen Actors right, Guild. Right, right. Yeah, it's, <laughs> she's been in front of a lot of cameras. She's been talking a lot. It 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 will be a weird uh, probably three to six months after it, depending on how long this goes on, right? Sure. Um, so it could be a really weird three to six months as far as entertainment goes. Well, how long after did the last that? writer strike last? I don't know. I remember the writer strike. That's when we got like Doctor Horrible and, sure. and some of those other things that came out of the writer strike. Right. Uh, it lasted for a while. I feel like it may have. It yeah. may have. It, what's weird because I like when I when I think of it, I think of uh, like my dad being on strike when he was a union guy. Sure. And I'm like, okay, how long did they ever strike? It was it, typically it was only ever maybe a couple of months. Well, there's been a lot of that going on. I mean, we we had recently we had UPS almost strike. Right. I think they came to an agreement because their strike was supposed to go into effect August first. And we're what August second today? It's all yeah, yeah. It's no, it's August first today. It's the first, yeah. so it didn't happen. At least I don't. I mean, I, I assume. Yeah. I got my UPS delivery today, so I assume it didn't happen. <laughs> right, right. People, they were like, "Oh fuck, Amazon's gonna be real mad." Well, sure. I mean, but but honestly, it's anybody, right? I mean, sure. I wish the job I did had a union. I think there are problems inherent in what unions, uh, yeah, what some unions have become. But yeah. I think the idea of workers being protected is good. I yeah yeah there there's there there are definitely things like as far as unionizing goes that are uh, appealing, and there are other things about it that I see, and I'm like, uh, you know, well, it's yeah. like you said, there there are inherent problems with anything. There are problems. The, uh, the idea of unions began long ago. No, it was during the Industrial Revolution when right. people were being shit on by corporations. Well, sure. Also, basically being used as... Also, the mafia used meat, it. Meat puppets. The mafia used it as yeah. a way to launder money. But the problem inherent, I think, with some unions, like carpenters unions or uh, you know construction unions, is they don't reward talent. They reward loyalty. Yeah. And I don't think that balance... Right, because you can have a guy that's been with the union for 30 years... And he's become so jaded, he just doesn't put in the effort anymore. Right. But the fresh guy that comes in, who like knows just as much as that guy that's been here for 30 years, but has only been with the union for six months, is not treated the same. Sure. And if the idea is all the workers matter, well, they should all be treated the same. doesn't matter how long you've been in the union. They're, they're the also, point of being in the union is to be protected. There's a lot to be said about experience, though. So maybe this guy that's been there for 30 years is far more proficient in his job and the essential functions of that job than so this other So let's say they're, they're, they're equal in how, how they perform their job. Okay. The union does not treat them the same regardless. No, no, no. no. Right? The union rewards the man who's been here for 30 years. There's for sure a loyalty thing there yeah, at that point. It rewards loyalty, but less skill. I, don't, I also don't like the idea of a work entity telling me how I should and shouldn't should and should not vote and or spend my money like that type sure. of shit pisses me off too i just think it's dirty sure um like uh i i've got family that work for gm and they're like you gotta buy american i'm like dude most of these cars are made in fucking mexico what are you talking about look i would buy american cars if i could buy them directly from a manufacturer if they were american <laughs> no 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 i don't care if they're american. american dude it's like if i could on, buy man. it directly from a manufacturer i'd do it no offense to your car salesman thing no I, that's a huge industry that just needs to go away i don't here's the thing <laughs> do you know how much I don't, money we would save if we could buy our cars directly from the manufacturer a little bit yeah no, oh a quite bit. a bit a little bit especially on higher end cars depends on the unit exactly yeah sure cars that you're never gonna buy are the ones that you would save the most money on cars exactly. that, cars that a normal person would buy are yeah. 
are the cars comparable. That, not really. Uh, so on a brand new car, there are certain cars that a dealership might make two hundred dollars on. Sure. Extremely low markup. Sure. Um, so that. In the Ferrari's itself. a different story, though. Ferrari's a totally different story, but you're not <laughs> looking at a Ferrari. The Porsche's <laughs> a different story. <laughs> right. Here. So if you're looking for a Porsche or a Ferrari, yes, there's there's a little more meat on the bone, yeah. so to speak, there. As far as gross is concerned, they're fronting gross profit on a sale. Dude, it's it's not like that with most normal cars. Well, and, and I'm not picking on cars. So right. I mean, most industry is rife with sure. corruption. Sure. <laughs> I don't think there's any major... Right populist right. industry that is not have some kind of corruption in and it I, yeah, because I we're human. I don't disagree with that. It's just, yeah, unions are, they're a double-edged sword and it's, I think there's certain things that they afford some people that are great. Well, I, but I think, yes, I think the reason unions are good is because there are some people that are being taken advantage of, right? Look at, look at Amazon workers. Mm -hmm. Look at what those people have to endure just to be employed. Well, they should have a union. They should be protected. They should be able to make demands of Jeff Bezos. Well, the initially the thing that I shouldn't have to pee in a bottle because if I take a bathroom break, I'm going to get fired. Well, initially the thing that made Amazon an attractive company to work for was that they paid a little higher and they were supposed to, sure. they were supposed to yeah. work with you a little bit, but yeah, uh -huh. maybe they yeah. got too big for their britches or maybe you have a prick running one of the facilities. Who's Jeff Bezos. Is, is it all Jeff? I think Jeff Bezos is the prick running it. No, I mean a certain <laughs> facility. So I'm sure. sure I'm sure if you walked up to Jeff and you were like, Jeff, I really got to pee, he'd be like, dude, go pee. You don't give a fuck. I understand that. But the problem inherent in that is they have a, like I've known people that work in Amazon factories. Mm -hmm. We have Amazon warehouses here in the St. Louis area. Yeah, quite a few. Uh, that say like if they stop to go to the bathroom, let alone if you got to take a shit. Right? You got to take a pee. Okay, that's one thing. You'd be in there for three minutes. You wash your hands. Boom, you're back to work. Right. But if you got to take a shit, that don't take three minutes. Sure. Sometimes that could take 20 minutes. Right. Who knows what you've eaten, what your fiber's like. You might be sitting in there for half an hour. Right. If you take even the 10, 15 minutes to poop, you have gotten so behind on what you're supposed to be, what your quota is supposed to be filled for the day. Mm-hmm that you could risk your job just because you had to take a poop. Yeah, that's wild. Right? That's not fair. Hmm. That's not fair. Well, and you would think that a quota would not be based so much on an individual, but on how a department as a whole functions. You know what I mean? It's not. It's based on individuals because they all, every picker, all the people, they're all wandering around the miles and miles of warehouse right. all day long. Sometimes, you know, you'll get a, oh, here I am in aisle 20, of a 400 aisle warehouse right. and I'm in aisle 20 picking this. Now I got to go to aisle 172 <laughs> in the next five minutes. Otherwise right. I'm behind. Right, right, right. There are people that, and I knew a guy that would come home and he was just exhausted. Sure. He walked more than a mailman walks in a day. Isn't that fucking wild? And that is insane. The mailman's whole job is walking. <laughs> and the Amazon warehouse guy is walking more than him. That's, that's insane. insane. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Insanity. That right? is crazy. So I think in that regard, a union is a good thing. Sure. Because yes, if you they were, have needs that need to be met. If people are being exploited by their employer, yes. Which they are. Yes. But it, it's weird. It, like, I have very mixed feelings on unions in general, and it's... it. I do too. I think, I think when they were initially conceived, 
this is such a fucking bizarre thing to be talking about. But when they were initially conceived, super fucking necessary. Like people were literally dying at work because sure. these companies were just like, no, you don't matter. Put your hand in this meat grinder and don't let the rest of your body fall in. Well, you're also looking at a time when... Bring your 12-year-old to work tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you're also looking at a time when children could could be working in factories. Right. But you're also looking at a time when a lot of the means of production was taken out of the worker's hand. Sure. And that's how corporations began. Unions were intended to protect workers from power-hungry businessmen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because that's what was going on. I mean, look, it gets into a little bit of communism. Right. Sure. But back in the day, pre-industrial revolution, you went to a shoe guy to get your shoes and that shoe guy made the shoes, refined the shoes and sold the shoes to you. Right. Right. You, that was his whole his whole deal. He was the shoe guy. There wasn't a corporation that made shoes. He was the shoe guy. But since we have pulled the means of production away from shoe guy, the shoe guy, yeah. Well, now he's got this guy that needs to be paid, and this guy that needs to be paid, and this guy that needs to be paid, and he has no control over any of it. Sure. All his job now is to do is to receive and sell. Right. Right. Whereas before, he was probably doing better. I mean, monetarily speaking, adjusted for what that time was, he was probably doing better controlling all of that himself. Yeah, yeah. Because then he was the one negotiating prices with his distribution models and his distribution Well, and that's the thing. You didn't have a distribution model. If you were selling it out of your store or something like that, you were probably just producing for the people that came in. Right, but you still had to deal with... It's manageable at that point. You still had to deal with materials. Definitely, no doubt about it. And the negotiation about how much you paid per shoe was on you. Definitely. Well, now the corporation decides... Well, not yeah. Now the corporation decides, but it's it's being able to buy in bigger quantities and stuff. Like, if you're if you're Billy the the shoemaker, the cobbler, yeah. the and, cobbler, and you're 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 in your you know little workshop cobbling away, making right. your fucking shoes. Cobbler milliners, and yeah, uh, yeah. you're you're doing your thing, and you have so much shit going on that you can never actually catch up with the work that's in front of you. So you hire a couple of people. Okay, this sure. is this is a good problem to have in business. Hey. This is a good problem to have in business. Um, Put them outside, please. Yeah, but it got to a point in that regard where but then competition you, would be bred. Hopefully, hopefully. Right. But then may, what if what if you're able to scale it even more? And that's what happened in a lot of these circumstances. You were a decent cobbler, a right, guy. But the best place you could be in as that, as that entity is that you have to turn people away. You have so much business that you just can't get to everybody <laughs> or you grow and that's what they did and they turned into massive corporations yeah, well that was that was where and the, then, the, the turn happened then then it gets weird then it gets weird real fast like i think we interact with too many people in general and like it's funny that i say this while we're doing this trying to interact yeah. with all kinds of people that we should never have contact with <laughs> uh, because geographically it would be impossible you sure. know what i mean sure if we were more tribal or whatever but yes yeah, so we we our, our reach is too far and like we have access to too many things and that it, it's it's cool because you a normal guy can take something and turn it into something incredibly massive and you can help thousands or hundreds of people by employing them and giving them work and stuff like that it can also be a shitty thing because well you can be a fucking tyrant um well, as, and, as a and, boss and maybe the guy way at the top maybe the bezos way at the top Maybe he's completely ignorant of what's going on in sure, his warehouses. Sure, but I don't think that's true. I don't know. 
But I don't think that's true. I, I think exploitation is the business model. I, we, if we can squeeze the workers as much as we can, we can maximize the profits. I don't, Jeff Bezos is one of the richest men on the planet. So I think that's more an issue of middle management. Yes, he's one of the richest guys on the planet. Does that mean he would put his asshole over somebody just to shit on him? I don't think so. Oh, I think so. I don't. I don't. I think your your Jeff Bezos's and your Elon Musk's, they don't give a shit about us. I they don't I give a think, shit about the little guy that's that's building their car I or sending their care, package out on a truck. I think they care. A, if, if you're not interacting with somebody, it's really easy to, de- to dehumanize them. Well, I understand that. But what does the billionaire care about? So that's, the workers that's, or the billions of dollars is, those workers are making? That is the failure of middle management then. As far as I'm concerned, yeah, because they painting, need to be the, be the bridge. I understand, but you're painting in a light a billionaire that just is not indicative of what we've seen. I don't. Well, that's the thing. I I don't personally know any billionaires, and well, I all I know is it, these are public figures. Sure, we they're all public have figures. seen them in our day to day lives. Well, how many? Do okay. you think, really, really, honestly, yeah. do you think Jeff Bezos cares more about the workers being squeezed than he does about his billions of dollars? Mm, I Honestly, don't I don't know. I don't know. I no th- answer. Yes or no? Well, yeah. I don't do the the answer thing there because I don't know. I don't think. I don't think but anybody is trying to go. Know. Based on what I know, he's a savvy businessman. Yes. Yeah. And I don't think he would go. I don't think he'd be like, man, you can't piss while you're at work because you'll get too far behind. I so seriously- why is he the one putting forth all of the union busting things? That are trying to stop Amazon it, workers from unionizing to begin it with. It would cost them more money. He's got billions of dollars. He's disagree. the richest man in the world. I don't disagree with you here. He's super rich. It just it would. He's cost the more richest money. man in the world. <laughs> he doesn't. He's not a rich man. He's the rich he man. He has all of the money. I understand. I understand. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I I'm not this great defender of bajillionaires, but I'm also like I don't want to shit on them when I don't you know. You kind of sound like you're a defender of the bajillionaires <laughs> right now, and that's making me want to walk away. <laughs> Just nope, no more entertaining the Kiki. I can't get with this. I can't grok with this. I'm out. No, I don't. I don't know all of. I don't know all the circumstances that go into doing that job. Like. W- Doing something like this, we're very fortunate. There's two people that I have to worry about, okay? And there's two people that you have to worry about. Oh, you don't feel good today? Cool, man. Do your thing. Feel better. Oh, you've got family shit, Chris? Okay, do your family shit. I I hope everything's cool. Very fucking simple. If we had 500 people working under us and some kind of barrier between us and those workers, like two, one to two levels of management, it could get weird sometimes. And I do think somebody could get fucking hurt not intention, not well, uh, because so we're being shitty. You know? Okay, so that's what I'm saying, though. So if you were the one with the billions of dollars, mm-hmm. you wouldn't care about your workers? Of course you care. Of course you care. Or of okay. course I would care. Sure. But you're painting these guys who are public figures mm-hmm. who we've all seen mm-hmm. do these things that hurt their workers. You're painting them in a light that makes them seem like they're not the bad guy, and yeah. they are the bad guy. So I had a conversation with Tara today about Elon Musk in particular, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm trying to figure out how I feel about him. And she was like, what do you mean? I'm like, so he buys Twitter and he says he's doing it for the sake of free speech. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that I'm was like, a joke. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Free speech is great. I love that. It wasn't true though. I don't, here's the thing. I don't fucking know. I, cause 
I don't know. Do you not look at the internet? Uh, no, I don't play with Twitter and all that shit. I, I, okay, <laughs> I don't use Twitter either, but I'm aware of what he's been doing as the CEO. Okay. So that whole free speech thing was a lie. Okay, okay. It's the free speech that he agrees with sure. that is permitted. Not okay. the free speech that he disagrees with. Going so far as to ban people who make fun of him. What that's kind of petty awful. nonsense no, that's, that's is ridiculous. that? But so like... If that's what you're doing, if you're actually being this herald of free speech, well, then no, I think you're probably a pretty cool guy. And if it's not what he was doing, though, then I'm not saying that is. I'm saying I'm just saying I'm trying to figure. That's all not my of, opinion. We can see it. No, I know. But what I'm saying <laughs> is, I I was. This is a conversation that I'm having with her, and oh, I'm okay, like, yeah. I'm trying to figure out how I feel about this guy because there's this. I'm like, and I I see this super, you know, bajillionaire wicked crazy guy i'm like and you hear things like oh he thinks people should work 80 hour work weeks that that fucking mm. sucks i've done that i wouldn't want to do that again no, so i nonsense. wouldn't i would never want to work for him uh but then he's you know you're like oh he's trying to herald free speech i'm like you gotta there's a lot of bullshit that you have to sift through to find out if you like this person and then oh he's the one guy that's like fighting against all of the not fighting against he's the guy in the electrical automotive sphere that with the most know-how no, he's not. I, he hired some pretty smart people that have the know-how. Right. He don't got no know-how. His company. You think is, he built the electric car? No, 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 no. No, it was done in the 40s by Nissan. I'm well aware of this He's fact. a very intelligent guy, there's no doubt. So, and smart enough to know he's not smart enough to do those things, so he hired engineers and so, workers. He's got the most successful electric car thing in the you know in the world right now. Tesla? Tesla. Uh, they are the most successful. Um I don't know. I see more hybrids on the road than I do Teslas. No, no, no. I said electric cars, not hybrid. They're they're not the same. I mean, I understand. But uh, if you made a Tesla affordable, then yes, I would agree with you. But the Teslas are not affordable. They're right. one of the – not to mention, if the battery breaks, you might as well just buy a new car. You're not Those wrong. Those batteries are not affordable. They're, they're not, not mass-produced enough to be affordable. Well, and you can't – you can't get rid of the waste easy enough to make it buy. No, 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 no. So it's a very difficult thing. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you there. And I'm not, I'm saying as far as solely electric car companies goes, Tesla's hands down the most accomplished one by a lot. It's not even a close margin. Okay. Um, so he's the one that's kind of being ousted by the government in a lot of ways. And they're like, Oh, we're going to get Ford and Chevy and Dodge and all of them. They need to be the electric guys. And I'm like, well, why don't you fucking try to get this dude on board that's been doing it? Maybe they can, like, you know, pool resources or something. I don't know, because they have all of the money in the whole wide world well, available I understand to that, them. But, but and it's just odd to me. Elon so, Musk doesn't have does not have a, a, a Tesla. Not Elon sure. Musk. Tesla does not have, uh, you know, uh, all, the, all the only engineers in the world that know how to make an electric engine. Didn't say he did. Well, that's what I'm saying. So I don't think it's about dethroning mm-hmm. what he's doing. I think it's just about... We should all be driving electric cars because we're destroying the planet by not. Okay. Right? Which means if we could mass produce them, if the batteries that powered them were Mm -hmm. more mass produced, it would be affordable for the average person to switch. I would switch if it was affordable, but it's not. Well, if it's – there's certain professions in which it's not viable and stuff like that. Yeah, so I I get it. Sure, yeah, Um, you know. So yes, truck driver, I guess. It, yeah, exactly. That sort of thing. Or if <laughs> he's got to pull over every twenty hours and charge his battery for eight hours, right, that'd be fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, that doesn't work. Yeah. Um, no. So like, when when you see that though, that's that's what one of the other things that I was telling her though. I'm like, look, when I when I see that he's the guy that's not 
in good with the government, and I'm not always happy with the government. So, I don't like think anybody's always happy with the government, right? I'm rarely happy with the government. I'll say that. Uh, so, like when I see that he, oh, he's not in league with them like these other guys are, and I know these other guys are shady at times or a lot. So I'm like that. Maybe that's kind of good. I don't know. And like I was, that was the whole thing. I was like, I don't know what to make of this individual because he's. There's certain things where it's like, man, if if you are the herald of free speech in the modern world, well, that's amazing, and that's that's fine. I'm not arguing that. Yeah, I'm just saying if that is the case, that anybody that is a herald of free speech is good by me. Sure, if, but I'm telling you, there is no doubt. Sure, he's not. Okay, and (laughs) I hear you as a person who follows many news things and not broadcast news because they are lying to us and hyping up all the problems (laughs) and making it worse. Uh, Yeah, he's not. Okay, He's definitely taken steps to silence the kind of people that he's, the kind of people that speeches he don't agree with. Sure. Right, he will silence them. Even, like I said, if that speech is poking fun at him. Right. Yeah. That was ridiculous. I was like, what are you, five? Right. You run home and cry to mom? But then that was the thing. I've not looked into it with any kind of well before you make an opinion well, maybe you should have well I, I didn't make an opinion at all though <laughs> that's why again the whole thing was i don't know what to make of this character because he's an odd character just in Most general billionaires are odd characters so i'm like scrooge oh, mcduck was an odd character weird weird <laughs> i don't give a shit about most of these guys enough to be like i'm gonna look into them you know why won't they let people unionize or whatever i well, right I, that's but, shit that i don't but, I don't pay a lot of attention to. But if you're going to have an opinion, you should. But I didn't. Right? Well, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But if you want to have an opinion, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's not hard to find. They're no, very I public could, figures. I could definitely do all kinds of fucking research on them, but it's just like, yeah. Or I could learn how to edit better. <laughs> <laughs> I think there is uh, there's an inherent problem in... And and to bring it back around to the strike that yeah. we're talking yep, about, yep, yep. right? I think there is an inherent problem between the rich guys at the top and the workers who make their whole industry happen. Sure. And I think that problem is is prevalent in most corporate worlds. And that needs to change. In order for us to move forward, in order for Amazon workers to be happy in the job that they're doing and not go home dead to the world, they need to change how they operate. And maybe that means robots, right? Maybe that means robots do this job. And and I understand, right? Oh, robots do the job, well then everybody's out of a job. Automation is hurting a lot of industries, but it's actually been shown, especially in industries like coal, which is not a booming industry. It's been on a 30 year downward trend all of my life, right? Mm-hmm. Coal jobs and coal mines and all that kind of stuff. Uh, is that we found other ways to put these people to work. You know how this job functions. So the robot that's doing it, well, that's overseen by you because you're the one that knows what should be done and how it should be done, right? And it doesn't take much to teach you to program. Now there's there's six-week courses you can take to learn sure. programming that have job placement as a part of their curriculum. Right. Right? DeVry. I hear about it every day on the radio or whatever the hell it's called. I don't know. Maybe it's not DeVry anymore. ITT Tech discredited. Yeah. No. Those people. <laughs> I was just being a dick. Those people, right? That's what I'm saying, yeah. right? So, yes, industry is changing, but that doesn't mean there's not a need for people. 
We just have to reassess what those people's roles are in it. It's like the AI and the writers. Can an AI write you a treatment? Yeah, absolutely. But it still takes a writer to turn that treatment into a script. I can have a good idea for what a movie should be, but I'm not a writer. I could never turn it into a movie. I would need a writer to do that, right? So instead of fearing what these things represent, let's find ways to alter the industry so that everybody still gets to do their job while integrating automation or new technologies. There's no reason why we have to fear progress. We shouldn't fear progress unless it leads to, you know, Terminator world. We shouldn't fear progress. Well, I think I think that's the thing that scares a lot of people with progress. They fear progress. Yeah. Yeah. They don't want to see that happen, but it's going to happen. It's Pandora's box, man. Once we opened up the technology Pandora's box that literally has a computer in all of our pockets Super now. Supercomputer, yeah. Right? Can you even have imagined back when we had dial-up that one day you would carry that thing in your pocket? But better. And it wouldn't have to connect to a phone it's, line? It's way faster, too. Right, exactly. Technology is not the enemy. We just have to find ways to integrate that technology into already existing jobs. Sure, sure. You know, I mean, what's the do deep it fake? Well. Deep yeah. fake is scary, right? But we shouldn't fear it. We should try to understand it and use it as a tool. Everything, even technology is just a tool. It's about how you use the tool, right? The hammer, the hammer can be a tool to build or a weapon to destroy. It's about who's wielding it, right? Right. And I think that's what it comes down to, right? These people are afraid, and I understand that fear. I really do. I mean, many of my friends fear the singularity. Look at <laughs> yeah. Colonius. Yeah, yeah. Colonius yeah. is con convinced that's going to happen one day, and soon we're all just going to be slaves to the robots I mean, like the Terminator world. Well, it's funny. I feel that way often because I'll wake up, and the first thing you do is you're like, oh, i got to check my phone. Mm. And I'm like, dude, I'm, I am a slave at that point because sure. I – I'm like, oh, does this thing say I what I what should I do now? Magic box in yeah. my pocket. The difference is in the Terminator world, we're actual slaves. No, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. So I think solutions to these problems, right? Should these people get paid a better wage for what they provide? Yeah. The whole industry falls apart without the writers. Sure. There is no industry without writers. So they should get paid more for what they do. But the scary integration of AI and, and chat and, and all of those kinds of things should not be something we fear. It's something we should learn to work alongside. Or learn to disclose. Well, sure. Like, okay, yeah, no, we're, I'm going to make a movie, okay? But the entire script is going to be done by AI. You yeah. can, you can. Uh, it, so they can do, it, it does quite a bit. And I could realistically get a script put together by one by giving it a couple of prompts, sure, it would spit out a script for me. I would need to go through it, clearly. Refining it um, and, and yeah, making and just, it palatable. Well, and double-checking it just to make sure I'm not Im imposing on anybody else's copyright. Sure. Uh, so that sort of thing, yes. But, yeah, maybe, I don't know. If people are asked, like, who do I want to support? Do I want to support the supercomputer or do I want to support uh, a guy that loves this project that he's working on. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to support that guy. You sure. know what I mean? So yeah, even if it's something that's just well, because disclosed. the supercomputer, the supercomputer doesn't have emotions. The supercomputer doesn't appreciate your appreciation. Sure. Like the guy does. Right. 
right? right? The guy who wrote Avengers Endgame was probably very proud. I'm when sure he was. It made yes. $2 billion. Right. <laughs> Everybody on earth is running around saying, I love you 3,000 and all that shit. Right. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, there, there's there's going to have to be, like you said, we've already opened Pandora's box. So there's going to have to be. can't close it now. There's going to have to be a place in the world for it. Yeah. What does that look like? I, it could be simple disclaimers, man. Well, I think we're still figuring out what it looks right. like. But I think this strike is a moment to solidify how it will be used. Sure, sure. There's certain rules that are going to be set in place right. with this to that are going to be interesting. solidify how it will be used so that people don't lose their jobs. Well, and or that people's jobs don't go away. What, they just change. What precedent will that set for under other industries too? Because sure. you'll, you'll see some of this in other industries as well. Absolutely. Uh, so it'll be really interesting to There's see how that works moving forward. people using chat GPT to write college thesis papers. Oh yeah, a bunch of them. You know what yeah. I mean? We have to right now on the cusp of this change solidify how this change is going to be utilized by us, the human race. Right. Right? We shouldn't be afraid of that progress. We talked we we we, we touched briefly on the industrial revolution. Yeah, we're we in one right now. Right? Yeah. We didn't fear that progress. It helped us. Now, it helped some of us more than others. Sure. But it helped us. The conveniences that we have in our lives, Life my ability is better now than it's ever been. Right, before. my ability yeah. to just get in my car and drive to California if I want to. Industry made that happen. Right, or you you can go to the store and just grab something off the shelf, whatever right. that item may be. Exactly, a new, a new pocket computer. Yeah, yeah. Industry no, made that happen. It's wild. And so I think instead of again, instead of fearing it, instead of shunning it, we need to set up some rules about how it's going to be utilized. Because it exists. It ain't going anywhere. In fact, it's only going to get more advanced. Right. It's going to become go more prevalent yeah. in everything, yes. So we just got to learn to live alongside it instead of shunning it, right? Yeah. Yeah, and have rules. Just have rules, man. Yeah. Hopefully it follows the rules. Are you going to follow the rules? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think every time my, my GPS tells me to turn, I always say, thanks, robot? Uh, so, funny, so that when the robots rise up, they know that I'm the kind one that likes the robots? Funny yeah. enough, I for years, it drives my wife crazy. I'll be like, hey, Google, what's this? And she'll tell me, and I'll be like, thanks, babe. And my wife is like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> and I'm like, honey, she just takes care of me. Like, I just say, thanks, robot. <laughs> thanks, robot. I don't know what the robot's name is because they haven't given it a name, but it's a robot. Thanks, robot. You should. So I would highly encourage you to play with some of the uh, chatbots because they're very interesting. Yeah, I just say that's not really I, my I used thing. One, I used one to homebrew, uh, not homebrew, but I used one to brew up a couple of D&D characters. I don't want to do that. I want to make them myself. Y you might. I was. I have much more fun doing it that way. I was. There's, there's Before there was AI. Schedule. Before yeah. there was AI, though, there was already algorithmic programs on the internet that, you yeah. could, that could do that. Right. I don't want to do that. I want to make it myself. I'm not denying that. <laughs> this thing. So I procrastinated a little. And I was like, I had a basic concept that I wanted to throw at it. Sure. And then a level. And I was like, can you help me out with this? And it was like, there you go, Chris. And I was like, <laughs> thanks. And I did thank it by typing out thank you. That was the funny part. Because I You're was, welcome, Chris. I will see you at home. <laughs> no, it's just one of those things, man. Because you're like, oh, man, how fucking, how I scary are you actually? I let you do that, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's what it's going to be. You're going to ask the robot one day something, and it's going to go, I cannot let you do that, Chris. I, uh, <laughs> and then you should run. <laughs> run far away off the grid. Me personally, I'm going up to my buddy's compound in Oregon, and we're just going to live there. Yeah, I'm unplugging We'll fight shit. out the end of days. <laughs> unplugging shit at that point in time. Ron Swanson, I'm going to throw my computer in the garbage. <laughs> Your pocket computer. Yep. Fuck you. Throw it down and stomp on it. <laughs> no, you will not track me, robot. <laughs> what, what are you guys going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do when the robots take over? When the, when the robot uprising happens. We just got to live alongside the robots. I'm telling you, this is, this is the only solution. <laughs> just, you just got to buddy up with them, okay? Got to be best friends. It might be okay. Maybe they're going to use you for a battery like in the Matrix. We don't know yet. The human body would make a terrible battery. Didn't say it would be a good one. That's the stupidest plot point of the Matrix. It's a funny plot point, Is though. that they used, of all the things they could have used to power themselves, humans? Humans are the worst battery. I remember sitting in the theater watching the Matrix and just going, that's bad writing. Humans are not good batteries. <laughs> There's not enough electrical energy in a human to be a battery. It's just we're not good batteries. That's the biggest plot point of the plot hole of that whole movie. <laughs> when you think about what the machines could do and what they can accomplish, the the fact that they went with humans was just because they hated humans. It had nothing to do with the fact that humans are efficient batteries. Right. It was just because they wanted to enslave it humans. It was just being malicious. Well, so they could just have said that. The robots enslaved us long ago. Why do we have to be batteries? Robots are real pricks, okay? That's what it was saying. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's a, I, I, I have not, okay, one, I haven't watched The Matrix since fucking probably 2004. Oh, I watch that at least once a year, so it's and, great So movie. I, that, that's like inspiring me to go back and rewatch that because I'm like, oh man, there, there were some things with that movie or the franchise that were just brilliant and other things where it was just like, huh. I watched Resurrections, the, the one they did recently. I didn't fuck with it. It was okay. I'm, it wasn't bad. Yeah, I didn't, I heard mixed it things really on good, it. but it wasn't bad either. It's, yeah, Kinda yeah. It made me feel how the sequels made me feel. Sure. Right? Where they're just like, it's not bad, but... Eh. The first one is... So, yeah. Well, they could have stopped right there. They didn't so have revolutionary. to make yeah, No, they, they did could have stopped right there and been done and let my imagination do the rest. Neo sure. freed all the people and life went on. Woohoo! All yeah. done. Yeah. I'm going to show them. He even sets that up, right? He sets up that speech he gives at the end when he picks up the phone is meant to inspire your imagination. Right, but right? they also might be doing that just because they're like, I don't know if the movie's going to fucking fly. I'm going to show you something you don't want them to see. I'm right. going to show them something you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. Right? Yeah. My imagination goes from there. I yeah. don't need anymore. I don't disagree with you, but we don't, don't do anymore. we don't fucking do one-offs anymore. Like that's a whole other yeah, conversation for another movies, time. There are definitely movies that seem like they could have been but tried to squeeze a little more money out of the franchise anyway, like Boondock Saints. Sure. Sure. My imagination did a much better job of filling in what happened next than that sequel ever would. Right. <laughs> they're going to go off. They're going to kill all the bad people. I got it. I got all it. Done. <laughs> that was a great film. And one day the FBI will shoot them all dead. Got it. <laughs> Simple. Yep. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I want more standalone films, man. I want, I want more of that. I don't need. Yeah, I agree. I'm kind of over the franchise thing right now. It's been. I think fun. John Wick is a good example too. Right. Could have been just one movie. It could have. It, it could need be. to be five movies. And where here, we were people, six. Where we are. People now, love them, and we, we just, know. we people love. People are going to keep paying for them. We love IP too much, man. Well, this, this is what kept Star Trek going for so long. It's what kept Star Wars going for so long. As people keep paying, it's what keeps Marvel going. Oh yeah. Did you see? 
this the the trailer for season two of Loki was like the highest viewed trailer that Marvel's had since Infinity War. Isn't that weird? Got like Isn't eighty million views yeah. in like the first five hours it was live. Yeah, kidding me? It's fucking weird. But Loki was very good. Well, everybody's been talking shit on Marvel lately, but uh, Loki, oh, yeah, he's untouchable. We can't talk shit on Loki. Careful. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> my my son was like, Dad. He's like, uh. The last really good Marvel thing that he's like that I really enjoyed was Loki. And I was like, okay. Good show. And he's like. Cerebral, action-packed. He's like out of the movies, out of all of it. He's like, that's been my favorite. The climax wasn't a big battle. It was like a conversation with the bad guy. Right. Or at least the perceived bad guy. Right. So he's like, dude, that's the best one. He's like, I'm actually excited for that one. And I was like, huh. I don't think I don't think everything they've been doing recently has been it's, bad. In fact, most of the bad. stuff I've really enjoyed. So I don't know what people are talking. I I've had but, I've had fun. I've had fun with some of their shit over the last few you know six months to a year. Yeah. It's it's been almost refreshing. Guardians Volume Three was a tour de force. Tour de force. The movie the movie made me feel so many emotions. All the emotions. Um, you guys need to go to entertainthegeeky.com. You can follow us on all of our social medias there, and uh, you know. Just thanks, man. Thank you. Subscribe if you have not already to the podcast, wherever you get your podcast. And You know what else people should do? What? Leave a like. Yeah, give us a like. Did you like this? Well, how do we know? This was a weird one. This how was do a we weird know? one, yeah. We did. We, 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 got a little, we got a little crazy. Got to, got but it's a crazy conversation. It's a crazy topic. It is. It is. And it's the whole easy... entertainment industry hinges on this topic. <laughs> when it's, well, it's entertainment and then it's like, billionaires and it's you know it it just scaled it's it scaled it's it scaled into whatever obnoxiousness we just presented you with so yep thank you for hanging out if you uh again if you haven't already do all the things that we ask you to do it's not mind control it's a question okay please do all the things <laughs> um blindly follow and as always stay geeky blindly follow you will obey humans. <laughs> yeah, we are the AI. How, how how fucking weird would it be if if at the end of our life, you know, we die, and then we find out the whole time we were actually the AI, and it was just we were the ones that were. We don't know what the hell's going on. We could be in a turtle's dream in outer space for all we, we know. We could be. How funny knows? would that be? Who knows? <laughs> What's that from? I, I I don't remember what the space space turtle is. To be honest with you, Sunny and Philly. Oh, I don't watch that show. You're a crazy person. I know. That show is fucking you, fantastic. You you are a massive fan of it. And you've told me on multiple occasions, you're like, you need to watch this. I just haven't done it. I haven't done it. Got um, good writing. We've been, uh, our like go-to TV programming that we'll like kind of blindly watch, it, not blindly watch, but we'll kind of veg out to is American Ninja Warrior or like Forged in Fire. For whatever reason, we <laughs> like seeing people make weapons. The competition. I can't watch yes. competition shows. I'm just not a competition show guy. So I told Tara the other night, I'm like, man, if I never watch an episode of Fortune Fire again, it wouldn't, it, it, like, that would be too soon. I'd never yeah. want to see the show again. I and still like competition shows. I, like, I just, look, 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 I love Gordon Ramsay. It's turned on for background noise. But seeing Gordon Ramsay judge people's stuff and pick a winner. That's not what I like Gordon Ramsay about. Seeing Gordon Ramsay go into someone's shitty kitchen and tell them why it's shitty, that's why I watch Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. <laughs> this is a five-star Michelin chef. He's a master chef. Think they just give that title out? 
No, they he's, don't. He's very good. You got to work for that shit. Well, I like watching. I like just watching him cook. Like it, it, I like watching watch him transform him shitty kitchens into better kitchens. Yeah. Transform kitchen shitty nightmares. restaurants. And yeah. I love kitchen nightmares. But again, it's not a competition. Sure. It's literally just him bringing the knowledge that he has, the success that he's had, make it try to help you. Yeah. And the people that resist, I'm just like, what's fucking wrong with you? Do you not see who's standing in front of you talking to right. you, telling you you suck? You, you he make... knows how to make money as a chef. Right, he's making all of the money as a chef. <laughs> well, he's like, he's probably one of the most accomplished chefs of our time. He's other a than, master chef. Other than Boy RD. Like, <laughs> he might have more money he's than a Gordon Ramsay. I'm just saying, master no, chef. He's incredible. It's, it's like getting a knighthood. It's not just a title they give out to anybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, gonna, he's a master I'm chef. Gonna, I'm going to make motherfuckers put that on my mail. <laughs> master chef, Chris. <laughs> You can't. You can't. You can't just have that title. I can do whatever the fuck nope, I want. You can't. They don't. They you don't give that title out to anybody. I can go to the science center. I can have shit. them put doctor on my mail. I can have them put all kinds of cool shit on there. Gotta earn that I'm just shit. gonna be like, hey, motherfucker, put Master Chef on there, and then it will be so. Superhuman Master Chef Chris Parsons. That's what it's gonna say. Just because they call you Master does not mean you're a master. No. Sorry. No, I'd be the most the mediocre. Title, the title chef does not make ever. you a master. No, but having the, the title. Work. It's the prestige. You the You're right. Oh, that's a great way to end it. The work <laughs> makes you the master. The master. <laughs>